listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. Now, one beverage that is a constant in my home is coffee. But did you know that by choosing your coffee correctly and with purpose, you could be supporting the restoration of seagrass and oyster beds or addressing climate change by planting trees? Husband-wife duo David and Marguerite Lawler have set up two coffee brands to do exactly that and they told me all about it earlier today. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Marguerite and David, thanks so much for joining me on the programme today. We're going to talk a bit about coffee and different types of coffee. Your business is Watermark Coffee. So, David, I'm going to start with you and ask you, how did the company start? Great. Thank you, Sharon. Um, So, Marguerite and I got involved with Watermark Coffee in 2006, 2007. Uh, The company at that stage was supplying coffee equipment and servicing throughout the country. Um, we bought the company off uh, a man who was looking to divest of it, and we we were we were challenged then uh, with the financial crisis then to try to build the business. So that that's how it came about. So we had two small kids at the time uh, with a small business, and uh, it was uh, the start of a very exciting adventure. And the business has gone from strength to strength, Marguerite. And one of the things that you're very passionate about now is sustainability. Absolutely. Um, we we both love nature. We like, love the outdoors. Um, we're both sailors, divers, and we wanted something some something to incorporate that we had a passion for. Um, with our business, um, we're very key. Uh, we're very much um uh, aware of the environment when you're when you're sailing or diving. You're very conscious of you know what's around you and uh, how the how the I suppose the environment is changing and what we need to do to actually preserve the beauty and make sure um that um we continue to to keep it for further generations so um that's why we got involved with uh we got involved with coffee and we wanted to link the uh coffee directly to nature and to to get people and customers aware of the importance of sustainability obviously there's much more awareness now about coffee and there's different types of coffee and different beans and i think the irish are 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 quite knowledgeable in the subject but let's talk a bit about the sourcing of the coffee, David, because that's something yep. that's very important to you. I think that's right. I think, Sharon, you're right. There's so much coffee out there and so much good coffee out there. Uh, it's almost actually hard to find bad quality coffee these days. But I suppose the difference between what we're looking to do is not just supplying coffee, but we're actually looking to supply coffee with purpose. OK, so obviously, as Marguerite touched on the sustainability credentials of the two main brands that we do, but the sourcing of the coffee is really important. So what we have uh, tried to do is actually source direct from the farmers. So rather than buying through financial exchanges, which a lot of coffee is purchased through, both in terms of fair trade or rainforest lines or whatever, we're actually buying directly from the farmers themselves. So, for example, in our Green Ocean Coffee Dorinish blend, or uh, it's a sorry, single origin coffee, that's bought from a coffee farmer in Kenya called Charles Muwiri. And what's really nice about it is that there's a direct connection between the coffee farmer, and you can see exactly what Charles stands for and his ethos in terms of building a sustainable and profitable business in Kenya that supports 
both in particular his two daughters who have gone into the coffee industry themselves, um, but not in the way that people over here tend to think of that they're just picking coffee at the top of the mountain. No, but this is actually organizing you know, a coffee business, a coffee industry uh, for their community. So what we've tried to do is to link that, uh, you know, the, the coffee farmer in Kenya, or be it in South America and Brazil, uh, to the actual final customer. And what's really nice is that I suppose in many respects, it's the international farmer's market. Okay, so we can, you know, should our should our our, our customers want, we can organize things like Zoom calls, uh, you know, to actually engage with the farmer so it's not something that's far away it's not something through a dealer or a broker in uh you know in, in italy or london uh it's actually there's a direct connection there so sourcing the coffee beans is really in that way is really important to us and have you traveled out to these countries marguerite to see where the coffee comes from and and you know because that always helps to build up the relationship with any supplier if you can meet them face to face um no we haven't but you know no, with technology now, we can have Zoom calls with them and um, we, 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 we have contact with them. We learn a lot about the, the you know, their, their farm and um, their produce there. Yeah, I think the other part of it is that, and, and I, this is, we speak for ourselves personally here, we try to minimize the amount of business travel we do, particularly on aircraft, okay? Now, I'm not saying that going on aircraft is not something we should do, and particularly if you live in a cold country like Ireland, you definitely need to go on holidays. But I think what we've tried to do in our business is to try to minimize meaningless air travel. Now, I think COVID has been actually very good. Um, one of the, one of the few benefits of COVID, if there uh, if there is any at all, but is that it actually made people stop and think: Do I actually need to get on the aircraft here? Okay. Now, to fly out to Kenya would be a nice jolly, but it's an awful lot of uh, air miles. And so, what we've tried to do. So, for example, last year we actually managed to do no air miles in our business, which is the first year ever. Um, now, will we be able to continue with that? I don't know. Uh, there are times when you do have to travel, um, but we really try to minimize it as much as we can. And that's obviously very commendable, and it's all feeding into that green side of the business that you're very passionate about and the sustainability side of the business. And you mentioned, Marguerite, about your love of nature and of dive and the different hobbies that you have. And the Green Ocean Coffee is, is actually working with um, Clue Bay oyster farmers because you want to, to be meaningful in the sales of those coffee and have funds to, to give back to, to that area. Well, basically, yes, Sharon, what we've done is we've partnered with uh, Clue Bay Oyster Co-op, as you mentioned, and what we're trying to want, want to do, the aim is to restore 180 hectares of seabed in Clue Bay. So basically what that involves is um, laying a, a product called Culch down the seabed, and um, that, I suppose, encourages the oysters to grow, and then follows on the seagrass will grow, and seagrass is, a, is I suppose, a great sequester of, of carbon, and it actually cleanses the water and actually, um, I suppose, cultivates the wildlife in the water, makes it cleaner. Um, and so what we what we're saying to our customers and like minded people is, you know, for every bag of coffee that they purchase, we're going to restore one square meter of the seabed. So that's that's basically what we're trying to do. Um, and um, if we can get, you know, what we want is companies that we kind of buy in with us and are interested in nature and can see a, a positive impact on actually making 
Ireland more sustainable, making the, the, the water cleaner. It's it's just a, it's just a great thing to do. And as a diver, David, this is something that you've witnessed firsthand in Clue Bay because you have actually been in the ocean there and you did see the damage that was being done. I think that's right. I think that's so. First of all, Clue Bay is one of these wonderfully lucky places that the water is actually really clear in it. So um, I think that oyster reseeding or regeneration uh, brings in huge benefits, I suppose, the places that we would have seen, I suppose, uh, you know, the most amount of damage would be more so on the East Coast, where the water is a lot more murky. Um, there's a lot more um, pollution or, you know, there's a lot more nutrients in the water, which, you know, increase things like algae bloom. Oysters counteract that by by uh, filtering the water. So I think um, I think that there's no part of the country that's immune to it. I think seagrass beds, are, as Marguerite mentioned, are an incredibly valuable resource. And even in pristine areas like Clue Bay, they are, on, are under threat. So I think that uh, certainly the work that we've started with in, in, in Clue Bay is the start of the Green Ocean Project. Uh, our ambition for this is much, much greater. Um, but Clue Bay has been a wonderful starting point and it's one that we will look to spring on from. But yeah, so I think, you know, particularly I think in, in from a diving point of view, uh, even on the television, we see the the changes that are happen happening to coral reefs, and that there's the bleaching of the coral reefs, and there's also the reduction, the density of 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 fish that are there, and that's happening all over the world and it's happening here in Ireland and so so there is an element of fishing and all the rest of it but most of it is happening due to um, habitat loss uh, and that's that's having a massive impact on biodiversity so some things like the, the coastal kind of you know by um, um, maritime environments are the are, are the the lifeblood of actually uh, you know increasing fish stocks in the sea because they are the juvenile uh, nursery grounds for fish. And, and why? Why do you want to do this? Or how did the idea come to do it? Because you didn't sit down to do a business strategy and say, this, we're going to do this. It, is it something that was on your mind for a number of years that you, you wanted to do something useful to, to help that region? I think it's so I think that I think it's so I mean, the, the West is beautiful. Um I, I, and I suppose that you know that region is 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 important. I I, I wouldn't say it's specific to that region per se. Uh, if I could do something on the east coast as well, I would be equally as enthusiastic about it. But the reason why we're doing it is because I suppose it is the right thing to do. We're in a position that we're able to do it. Uh, we're creative enough to link the products together to say this works and the feedback we've had from our customers has been amazing mm. absolutely amazing people really get it now the green ocean project is a little bit more complicated as marguerite uh, explained there uh, the woodland coffee was probably simpler because it was one case one tree everybody understands the benefit of trees uh, the ocean is a little bit more complicated particularly the link between biodiversity seagrass and oysters um, but when you explain it to people and it's like programs like your yours sharon here that give us the opportunity to tell people how important this is they are wildly excited about it. We are wildly excited about it. And, you know, that, that enthusiasm, it makes interesting. It makes the, our business a lot more interesting. So it's not just selling coffee or selling coffee machines. It's actually selling something and talking about something with purpose. And, you know, really as a person, that is so fulfilling. And Marguerite, David mentioned the Woodland Project there, and there's a great Limerick connection to that. Yeah, indeed, yes, Sharon. Um, 
about three or four years ago, we bought a 30-year site in Palace Green there with the purpose of um, of um, actually growing trees, trees. And basically what we're doing there is um, for every uh, case of coffee, we plant a tree. Um, and what we do, we're very, as, as like the, the, the Green Ocean Coffee, we're very passionate about nature um, and as well as diving and, and uh, sailing, we do a lot of hiking and a lot of walking. And um, um, it's just lovely to, to be able to, to link your business to something that you enjoy. And what we do on our website as well, we kind of share it with our customers. We put um, videos of how the trees are doing um, um, you know, uh, to, during the year, and it's just it's just a nice thing to do, um, and it's very rewarding. People are going to be saying to themselves, "Where are where is this couple from? Where are they based in Ireland?" Whenever they're doing projects in Limerick and they're going diving in Clue Bay and they're going hiking up mountains, is there any personal connection to the the areas that you are you're supporting? And um, so I'm not really. So I'm from I'm. From Dublin, um, Kerry. Uh, Kerry. So, <laughs> listen. Uh, you, you know, as I say, with Green Ocean, uh, you know, we live in an island, right? So, <laughs> we, we'll get there. Um, a project like Green Ocean is incredibly complicated because there's an awful lot of people involved, and we did go around the whole country. Uh, like it took us three or four years to actually do the research and get it off the ground. We actually started the restoration last year before even we had the name Green Ocean Coffee because we wanted to demonstrate, be able to show that uh, it was real and what what it actually involved. So we're actually on our second. We've completed our second phase of the restoration there at this stage, and then the, obviously that that will increase the more successful bigger this this uh, project gets um no but i suppose it, it, it while it sounds like it, you'd be surprised how difficult it is actually to acquire land for 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 uh for growing woods it, it's not mm. that straightforward um and whatever however hard or difficult that is doing something with the ocean it requires an awful lot of patience and fortunately we've had an awful lot of help from the likes of uh, you know Bordi Skiwara a lot of my diving friends uh, and people like that. and of course from Alex Blackwell and uh, Michael Malloy and Clube as well so there's been a lot of people involved and a lot of a lot of people have given us you know their their advice and direction on how to proceed so I, I can't say I'd love to do something in you know in Kerry, in, in Kerry yeah. but we just maybe we will, but we we won't close off the idea. But we we're not you know we're not choosers either, unfortunately. Yeah. And what was the response from the co-op when you first broached the subject with them? They couldn't believe yeah. it. <laughs> they couldn't believe it. They said these people cracked. Uh, um, like we can see it because we we deal with we deal with corporates like. You know the the big firms in 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 the city center. They want to they want to be a part of of something bigger. So we 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 understand that, particularly with woodland, uh, we got a taste for that. And I suppose it is a little remote. Coffee and oysters, it it, it they don't you know it's not a natural. Maybe champagne and oysters, perhaps, but coffee and oysters, uh, not so much. But it's the idea that matters here. And it's the action. And what we are looking to do is is for, you know, you know, authentic climate action. And that trumps everything else. Well, it's really clear to hear the, the passion in your voices whenever you talk about it. In terms of the vision for your business and other projects, I'd say you've a few other tricks up your, your sleeve for the next 10 or 20 years. 
Yes, you do. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't go into them yet because the problem with it is they mightn't happen. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, mm. Green Ocean is 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 amazing, um, and that has absolutely lit my 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 imagination. I have a number of things that I'm working on there. These are not easy. These are not easy projects. Um, they, they require an awful lot of consultation with an awful lot of, 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 of people, and that's the correct way because the ocean is very fragile. We can't have people just rocking up and and doing things without, um, you, you know, without without it being thought out really well. The the vision for our business is to is to, is to keep on going and really the green ocean project is about trying to get it out there and that's why you know um opportunities like this Sharon are really important because we need to let people know how you know that this is this is a worthwhile and what is it's an authentic endeavor there's a lot of greenwashing out there this is not it this is the real McCoy and speaking of greenwashing Marguerite for the general public whenever they're out and about in the supermarket doing their shop and going into the local coffee shop what advice do you have for them whenever they're sourcing their coffee for personal consumption? Um, well, even even down to the cups itself, you know, you know, the cups are well marked out now. If you know whether they are uh, fully recyclable, you know, the the turtle sign on it to make sure that it's um, to to make sure it's it's totally uh, compostable. That's very important when you're going. Take the, use the takeaway cups. It's, it's it, um, it's, it, you know, it's very important. Um, the coffee itself. Um, I suppose maybe find out a bit more information where it's sourced the the beans from. But that might be difficult to find. But if you can find that out, that would be very important. David, what do you think is yeah, there? Yeah, I think just to clarify on the the turtle. So, um, takeaway cups have got a bad rep. Uh, in, in in the country and with good reason uh, but some takeaway cups are more harmful than others so uh, EU law came out last year and said that any takeaway cup that has plastic in it has to show the dying turtles um, symbol on it which is there's a red and a blue little emblem um, I think we need to steer clear of those type of cups um, yeah. I think that in relation to the coffee itself I think that it's buying coffee with purpose there's a lot of coffee out there very, a lot of very very good coffee and that's all it is. It's just very good coffee. It's not necessarily with purpose, not necessarily fair trade. It's not necessarily rainforest alliance. Uh, it doesn't stand for a bigger project like Green Ocean does. So I think that um, I think it's really I think it's really important. But there's a lot of other things that things people can do. Waste coffee, for example, is extremely harmful. Uh, what we need to do is to um, compost waste coffee. If waste coffee makes its way into landfill, it's 40 times more more potent to the environment than if it's composted. So there's a lot of things, a lot of our customers, uh, particularly a lot of the woodland customers mm. that have been running for a while, where they'll put coffee back into the bags, which are fully recyclable, and uh, let people take it away for composting. And the great thing about waste coffee is that it accelerates the composting process really well because it's it's a within within if you were to leave coffee in uh you know in a knockout box uh over the weekend it'll be white on monday you know so it really does accelerate everything else in your compost bin so i think that th those are the type of those are the type of things i'd really watch out for unfortunately the carbon miles of coffee is not something that we can we have a lot of jurisdiction a lot of choice over because coffee grows in the tropics like you can't grow coffee closer than that it just it just won't grow um so i think that we just need to try to uh you know re reduce our waste as much as we can and uh, buy coffee that has purpose and um you know in particular around the the the, the coffee cups Keep cups absolutely the way to go. 
uh, and then I suppose you know put I suppose you know people's choices and people's preferences put pressure on on the cafe owners or whatever. So it's it, it's important to kind of express those, you know. So it sounds to me like you're more than a coffee supplier. There's a lot of education going on here. So the the corporates, for example, that you might be supplying that want to do better in terms of recycling and, and being a greener company, that you're able to go in and say, look, these are things that you can do very easily in your business um, to make it a better business in terms of sustainability. Absolutely. Uh, look, look at, you know, none of this stuff is particularly new, but it's actually about just pointing it out and and putting the process in place and maybe sharing ideas. Uh, so, for example, uh, Maria Harper down the milk market in Limerick, for example, has been do, putting the, the coffee back into the bags for, for, for donkey's years, you know. And, and so what we do is we share that with our other customers on social media. So while we're not necessarily educators, because people do know, what we're doing, trying to do is to say, look, that's what they're doing. Looks, looks as if it's working. So we're facilitating it. Well, look, congratulations on being such a champion for the environment in so many different ways. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to tell me all about it today. And if anybody wants to find out more about the, the Green Ocean Coffee and the project in Clue Bay, where's the best place for them to go to? So there's loads of videos and everything on greenoceancoffee.ie and then on Instagram, uh, it's at greenoceancoffee Ireland. Fantastic. Thanks a million to both of you, David and Marguerite. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.